Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. So friends, today we celebrate, like I said, the feast day of St. Ignatius of Antioch, a very early church bishop and martyr. And you've heard me say this before on Martyrs' Feast Days, that I find just the feast days of martyrs very challenging. Just, um, it's a a gut check for us contemporary disciples that uh, these are the men and women who did not capitulate. They gave this ultimate witness, and St. Ignatius of Antioch in a particular way, I mean, he especially so. He was martyred, I believe it was under Diocletian, the Roman emperor, in the year 110. So we're talking very early in the uh, history of the church, um, very, very early. One of the things that's, that's profound about him, that's astounding about him, is that we have all of these letters that he was writing when he was on his way to Rome for his martyrdom, this collection of incredible letters. This one to the Ephesians, listen to this. So powerful. I write to the churches and impress on them all that I shall willingly die for God unless you hinder me. I beseech of you not to show an unseasonable goodwill towards me. Suffer me to become food for the wild beasts through whose instrumentality it will be granted me to attain to God. I am the wheat of God, and let me be ground by the teeth of the wild beasts, that I may be found the pure bread of Christ. Rather entice the wild beasts, that they may become my tomb and may leave nothing of my body, so that when I have fallen asleep in death, I may be no trouble to any of you. Then shall I truly be a disciple of Christ. That last line, then I shall truly be a disciple of Christ. Anybody feel like you're there yet? Yeah? Okay, yeah, me neither. All right, just want to make sure we're all on the same page. Here's, here's, where I'm, here's, here's what we're left with. We're, we're, we're left with a very stark either-or here. Either this man was a uh, lunatic with a death wish and a pretty insane death wish. I'm, I want to be ground in the teeth of these wild beasts, right? Either he was this lunatic with a death wish or he saw something, right? He perceived something. He knew something. He discerned something about this life relative to what comes after death. But those are the only options, right? Either he was insane or he saw something and he went to his death with his eyes wide open. And if it is the latter, which I think we're all probably in agreement, that it is the latter that he saw something, what in the world accounts for that? That's the question, right? What in the world accounts for that? We'll go back to that first reading that we had, Paul's letter to the Romans, which if I can encourage you to just reread that again slowly today, to just walk through that. So powerful. One of the, this is a sidebar, one of the most incredible details in that letter is that Paul lays out the fact that uh, every culture, every civilization, because of the grandeur of creation, every people everywhere, no one has an excuse for failing to believe in God. In fact, it's, it's an article of our faith that you don't need faith to know that God exists. That comes right out of Romans 1.20. Anyway, if you go back to that first reading, Paul to the Romans, he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, right? It is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. You've heard me share this before too, but that word power that Paul uses is the Greek word dunamis. It's where we get the word in English dynamite. It means 
explosive nature, right? That this gospel has an explosive nature. It's dynamite. Like this story that we come here every day to be reminded of, that we come every Sunday to soak in, this story of ours is explosive. It's life-changing. This gospel that we proclaim to believe in, that we profess to believe in, this gospel, this story, it is life-changing. It's the overthrow of sin and death. Right? Imagine that there is this power at work in the world that just simply brushes aside the scariest thing possible, just brushes aside death. That's the story, right? And the part of the story that's just, that fills you with awe and wonder is when you discover that, that it's not merely a story just of past events, right? It's not like, man, the, the Battle of Gettysburg, wow, that was an intense thing, or the, the, the Battle of Thermopylae, wow, that was an amazing battle, right? It's not like one of those events that you remember in the past, that this story, yes, it's based in the past, but the story is unfolding now that you discover with awe and wonder that you are part of this story, like the unfolding of this story. You're part of it, right? The gospel, this story exploded in Ignatius's heart. It exploded in his life and the power of the Spirit. It exploded in his world. It changed everything. You're 110. You've got this man who says, I am ready. I'm ready to be thrown to the beast because compared to the glory that's coming, compared to the love of Jesus Christ, this is nothing. That's, an, that's a powerful story. And we are a part of it. Amen.